Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. All right, welcome everyone back to the Disney list. Al John and Kristen here. Kristen, yes. you got some awesome travel deals for everybody today before we get this D23 Expo show started. Yes, if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, you can save this coming holiday season at select Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. You can save up to 20% off, and that's going to be for most nights, December 11th through December 25th. And you can book now, but you must be a Disney Plus subscriber to take advantage of this deal. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Kristen, where can people email you to get their Disney trip, Universal, or any cruise line booked by yourself with that free quote and to save them time and money? At themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Thank you, Kristen. Don't forget, today's show is brought to you by Shore. We'd like to thank them for sponsoring this show. Sure, provided these awesome microphones, the MV7. It's a dynamic microphone with both USB and XLR outputs for computers and professional audio interfaces that we're using today. You can connect via USB and explore additional setup features using their Sure Plus Motive app. Make it sound amazing. That's what I say. All right. Let the microphone do the work for you. It reminds me so much of the microphone that I used during my time in radio. It sounds nice, full. As we say, it sounds fat. For more details, check out our show notes and to check out their website, let them know that the Disney List podcast sent you at Shure.com. Shure Microphones, S-H-U-R-E.com for more details. You can also check out our friends at the Gator Frameworks. We're broadcasting live from the Gator Framework studio. They make all kinds of stands and accessories for podcasters, content creators, musicians, as well as lighting and AV equipment. They have these awesome stands as well as ring lights for creators as well as desks. Check them out in our show notes as well. Thank you to Gator Frameworks at GatorFrameworks.com. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Frameworks studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. 
Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney list. Oh boy, they say second time's a charm. Welcome to the Disney list, the D23 Expo Hangover Edition. I'm lifelong Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and content creator, big fan, Al John Go at the helm, joined by my lovely and talented co-host. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Alton. Tell them where the people can find you. At diningatdisney.com. Very good. Not only is she the travel guru, but she is the queen of food, Disney food. I love me some food. We're uh, getting ready to give Kat or Corey a call. She was our boots on the ground for Dining at Disney. And she said, Aljon, I'd, I'd love to call in. I'm just going to call Kat right now and see if she can ca- come in and talk to us about the D23 Expo. And uh, Hello. Hey, Kat. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to do this show. I think uh, everyone heard us the first time, and then we tried getting you in, and Facebook had horrible a horrible interface there trying to get you in. And it's like, nah, nah, we'll just do it the old fashioned way. We'll do it like an old, old school coast to coast call. So, uh, you know, yeah, you're coast to coast live with Kristen and Al John and Kat. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. Nice. So Kat, you were there for dining at Disney. Um, Kat, why don't you introduce yourself as well? Oh, sure. Well, my name's Kat. Hello everyone. Uh, normally, I am working with Kristen and producer Aljan over on Dining at Disney twice a week. Uh, but this weekend, I was over at the D23 Expo uh, representing Dining at Disney and my little podcast, Eat the Pictures. And I got to see some pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. Well, we love you for it, Kat, and uh, hopefully you have a lot of really cool things for your podcast as well as uh, Kristen's show that we're going to talk about because there is a lot. There is a lot. However, so however, I, I we saw the live stream, and typically we'd be there with you to hang out and have a good time with all of our Disney fr- uh, friends and family, as, as it were. And see all the panels, but you know, of course, you know, during the pandemic, we we started a family, not able to travel all that easily. So we're here enjoying the expo from the comfort of our own home. <laughs> so, um, yeah. having said that, what were your impressions being there all three days uh, for the expo? Um, just your first impressions. It was great. It was a great weekend. Um, was I lonely? Absolutely. Uh, it was, it's usually nice to have you guys or Bubba and Kristen or my beautiful mother there with me to celebrate these things. But uh, I was by myself this weekend, so I made a lot of new friends. Um, I got to hear a lot of really interesting news. I got to see a lot of really cool things. I got to wear a lot of cute outfits, which I love to do. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was a great weekend. There was a lot going on. I had some pretty high expectations, and I think they were met as much as they could have been met by the team at Disney and the team at the Expo and the team in Anaheim specifically because that's where we were with Anaheim. And, you know, that's a lot of the cast members that was working this weekend. That's their home location in Anaheim, even though there were a lot of cast members internationally in town this weekend. Um, But, yeah, you know, it was great. 
it was great to see everybody's faces. It was great to be in the room again for the first time since 2019. It was a lot of energy, a lot of emotions, and I think it was a raging success, personally. That's awesome. Well, we enjoyed the coverage here, and I I can tell you that the live stream, whether it is the 23 Expo, which I believe they really did step up their game in terms of their live stream coverage, it's very much... Mm-hmm. Very similar to what they do for Star Wars Celebration, but I will say that Star Wars Celebration really has it dialed in. I mean, it's it's probably one of the fun, most fun live stream con- cons that I've ever seen. You know, and you and I are both avid con goers. We go to so many conventions or had gone to so many, at least in my case. Um, Reed Pop does such a great job doing the streams, and I think Disney learned a lot. Um, from how they have done them in the past, especially with celebrations that they really had a nice live stream stage and and everything looked really good. Um, So I can tell you that it looked good from home. (laughs) So, uh, and, and it looked pretty big, but you know, we've been to just about every, we've been to a lot of D 23 conventions. Was this one smaller due to the fact it was the first time back in over three years? I mean, you, myself and Bubba and Kristen, we're all there for the D23 Expo that happened um, in 2019 prior to the pandemic. And we had a blast. It was huge. Um, I I wouldn't say it was smaller. No, honestly, I think it was pretty much the same. They were spread out. They spread out a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, anybody listening remembers, back in the day, 2009, 2011, they used the arena for the big panel. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. So this year... They put Walt's plane in the arena. <laughs> right? I heard about that. So it was it was lovely to have that space, like, separated from the convention floor, because not only did you get this incredible reveal of Walt's plane as you walked through the double doors, but also it meant that there, were a, there was a lot more space for retailers, for booths, for the uh, live uh Stages and camera setups that they had on the floor this year, which was new. Um, I think it was bigger than Celebration. They spread out all the way into the new uh, 100 building over at ACC. Wow. There was a lot going on. They had a, a fourth stage. There were five uh, shopping sections plus Hall D23. It was, it was big. It was a big They They utilized all, how many convention halls was that? A, B, C, D, all five convention halls plus the arena plus they put the premiere stage over an ACC 200. So that was in a totally separate building. Wow. That is something yeah. else. So it was, it was big. I got my steps in. Let me tell you. Oh, I bet you would. I bet you would. Uh-huh. Well, Kat, you, you drive this discussion here. You, you experienced it. Where did you want to start? Because I, I could go places, um, but I'd, I'd love to hear you start and, and we can expand on it. Why don't we, just go right from the top. Let's start on Friday and go all the way down, shall we? Sure. Well, okay. Friday, so Friday. Friday was cool. Yeah, go ahead. Friday was great. Um, started the day with the Legends panel, uh, honoring, we talked about this a little bit on Dining at Disney, honoring some of the ABC TV celebrities, the Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Kristen's Boo, Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> um, Ellen Pompeo, and then... The stars, the cast of Frozen, uh, all of those wonderful humans, uh, talented humans. And then, of course, 
RIP to our King T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman was honored, and some incredible talents from WDI, uh, Doris Hardine and uh, Chris Moran and uh, Bob Price, all honored with the Disney Legends title in a very long ceremony, but very emotional. Uh, Bob Chapek made some comments during the opening ceremony where he teased a little bit of what was talked about today, Sunday, during the parks panel. We'll get to that a little bit later. But it was a great way to kick off the weekend, um, getting back together in the room and getting ready for a weekend of incredible presentations and incredible announcements and incredible things to see on the show floor. It was a really great way to start off the weekend. Um, that's one of Friday our favorite. Afternoon. It's one of our favorite oh, yeah. events, by the way, the Disney Legends ceremony. Oh, it's the 35th anniversary yeah. of it, and I know Kristen was super excited, as she mentioned on the Dining at Disney podcast, about seeing her favorite actor of all time, Patrick Dempsey. It was you, good. You're going to say something, or you just sit there and smile because I'm trying to tee this up for it you. It was good. <laughs> okay. Yes, I was very excited. I couldn't believe his hair was blonde. Not sure what that was all about. The interesting. He's shooting a movie. Yes. yes. Uh, he's playing a race car driver, an Italian race car driver. So there we'll see go. what happens. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Yes, that is one of his his favorite things to do. So, yeah, okay. I'm sure you know all about it. So, Kat, you know, we, we were roasting Don Hahn um, on the Skull Rock podcast. We love Don. Um, we all love Don Hahn, a uh, legendary Disney producer, now Disney legend. And, and Don Hahn. I forgot to say Don Hahn. Yeah. I was like going down the list in my head. Don right. Hahn, no, also no, honored you did. this week. You also had, honored. Yeah, you had an amazing memory. That was very good. But uh, Don ended up getting sick with guess what? And um, he had to sit and he could not attend the event. He couldn't. He, it was too late for him to send in his video. Oh. I think. So he was watching, oh, yeah. he was watching, he was watching it from, from his hotel room. And it's very sad because I'm sure I'll probably end up calling him trying to see if he would give a little bit of his speech for our podcast at some point. But, um, yeah, God, you know, what a horrible, horrible time. It's like getting inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame or to win, you know, finally win that Emmy or that, that Grammy award and not being able to accept your award after all these years of hard work. Exactly. So disappointed. Exactly. And I mean, we were especially disappointed because he had a second panel that he was going to be doing about the mid-century architecture and styling at Disney and it got canceled. And all of us who were sitting in line with me and a bunch of the people from the media were sitting in line and we all got the email at the same time and we all looked at each other like, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, Where is Don Han? That's what happened. You know, and, and, and I'm sure like at the last minute, they probably could have called in Dave Bossert to do it because his whole, he wrote an entire book on mid-century modern design over at the Disney studios and the old Kim Weber thing. And, and of course he's on vacation this week. So, <laughs> so he's like yeah, totally out of pocket. I think CB from Marvel ended up picking up that torch and uh, scrambling to get a presentation together that morning. I felt really awful for that oh, team. I'm wow. sure it was not not an easy feat to scramble together a presentation, but I'm sure it was wonderful. Well, you know, CB's the best over there at Marvel. So if anyone yes. can put together a presentation at, at the last minute, they could have, you know, normally they probably would have done like a, a cup of Joe you know, type of panel. So I'm sure it was like a cup of CB <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Continue on with your schedule. 
Um, so Friday afternoon was the Disney uh, live action animated Pixar presentation, and it was led by Alan Berger, who is the chairman of the studio, and he introduced um, Pete Docter and Jennifer Lee from the animation studios, and oh boy, I forget what that guy's name is, but it'll come to me, I'm sure. Um, then they talked about the wonderful upcoming presentations releases that are going to be starting later on this year with strange worlds coming from disney animation and pinocchio that just came out last week uh cynthia arrivo came out and opened the show singing uh when you wish upon a star live it was really powerful and beautiful she is a talent beyond compare um, which was wonderful to start off the day. We heard a lot of wonderful news coming to theaters and to Disney Plus, including Enchanted, Disenchanted, excuse me, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, telling the story of Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, The Haunted Mansion coming in 2023, Mufasa, The Lion King coming in 2024, the Snow White live action and their presentation for the live action studios closed with a beautiful look at the Little Mermaid, Rob Marshall and Hallie Bailey showing the entire sequence of part of your world to fans in Hall Day 23, uh, bringing most of the audience to tears. And it was really, really moving to see Ariel. I am going to say this, it may be me speaking out of turn, but I think Hallie Bailey is channeling Brandy from the 1997 Cinderella in her performance as Ariel. She is incredibly beautiful. Her voice is incredible as always. And I cannot wait to see the rest of the film. No, that's it, really It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be, be great. Yeah, we agree. Hey, uh, um, we I saw, can't wait for more about the haunted. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, the there's haunted a lot. Mansion, they played us a clip of the haunted mansion. I, for some reason, my brain had erased the fact that Danny DeVito is in the Haunted Mansion. Whoa. So Danny DeVito's voice comes over the loudspeaker as the clip is like starting. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and then, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, give me one second. What's his name? Justin Singan, who apparently used to work at Disneyland because they showed us a hilarious picture of his Disneyland cast member ID. Yeah. Classic. I did see that. Um, he was wonderful. Uh, introduced uh, the queen of Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, will be playing Madame Leota. Yes. That's a lovely clip. But that Danny DeVito thing, I knew about Rosario Dawson, Lucky Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson. I had all of those things in my brain. I knew it, that it was coming. I knew everything about it. And then Danny DeVito's voice. And I was like, oh, my God, Danny DeVito, I love your movies. What's happening right now? <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. It was wonderful to see it. I think it's going to be a real improvement from the 2003 Haunted Mansion. Knock on wood. If it's not, don't come for me. I don't make these movies. <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito. He's one of those people that is actually shorter than me. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's not many, yes, he but he is one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, then uh, Pixar's Pete Doctor, who I think is a very eloquently spoken gentleman. He is enormous. Um, but I think he's the right choice to replace uh, the personality who shall not be named 
uh, <laughs> as the leader of Pixar and as the voice of these future keynotes. He did a really lovely job. He's spoken in the past of these things, and he always is eloquent. But this one, he was—he is the chief creative officer over at Pixar. So, listening to him talk about these projects was really great. But also having him be the face of that brand was—it uh, was a a fresh perspective that I think we really needed to see, especially now. Um, he came out and talked about. Some Pixar projects that are coming out, uh, one of which is Elemental, directed by Pete Stone, uh, who is just a gift to us all. The voice of Socks from Lightyear. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. Yeah, it's great. Socks Socks is a king, a short king. (laughs) Um, They talked about Elemental, which is going to be coming to uh, theaters in June of 2023. Uh, Starring Leah Lewis from Nancy Drew and Mamadou Alfi from uh, many, many, many things. He is a revelation. Um, Win or Lose is a series, the first Pixar animated series coming to Disney Plus, um, which looks really cute. Will Forte is going to be one of the voices. Um, he did a really special little shout out, and Will Forte, he can't miss. He's so funny, even when he's not trying. That's how you know he's a funny guy in real life. Yes. Uh, so I can't wait to see that. And then uh, Elio yeah. is a story about a little boy who becomes the, uh, I'm going to use the word ambassador for the planet Earth in the Intergalactic Forum. Uh, looks really cute. Directed by Adrian Molina and produced by Mary Alice Drum. Uh, Adrian Molina worked uh, heavily on Coco, and that was inspired by him. It should be really interesting. Uh, the little boy who plays Elio himself, Jonas, came out and honestly, like, give the kid a talk show. <laughs> He's adorable. It was so cute. And then, of course, the one thing we had all been waiting for, uh, a special guest, Mrs. Amy Poehler, came out on stage to announce Inside Out there you go inside out two will be coming out summer of 2024 it sounds like all of our favorites will be returning and there will be some new emotions inside the head of teenage riley uh i you know we all got ripped out our hearts ripped out by bing bong in the first inside out so i can only imagine what they're going to do to us with inside (laughs) out too (laughs) no that's great i mean there are so many just great reveals during that day and i i have to say that um, i'm i am i'm looking forward to um seeing wish i I think we we, i don't know if we touched on that that looks really interesting um to see that that movie yeah incredible yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk was on hand during that presentation. Alan Tudyk's going to be playing the villain. Um, and he gave us a little sneak peek, but also music in which is going to be composed and sung, and, excuse me, written and composed by uh, Grammy award-winning artist Julia Michael. Yeah. And Ariana DeBose, Oscar winner, Ariana DeBose, will be playing the lead character, Asha and Wish, and she was on hand to sing a little song for us. And again, we started the afternoon in tears with Cynthia Revo and the end of the afternoon in tears, Mariana DeVos. It was 
it was a really incredible day. It really was. Yeah, the, Disney is doing a bunch of really interesting things um, when it comes to their their storytelling. You know, we uh, I thought it was really cool to see them kind of do a partnership with an African uh, uh, animation house with one of their new, I guess, their new films. I guess it's a partnership film, Uwaju. I believe that. I believe it I said was that. Long form series. Uh, partnering with Kugali is the entertainment company, and they were they came out and talked. Their show looks incredible. It's inspired by Lagos, Nigeria, and it's going to be high tech. I think it's going to be really interesting. And I love that the first ever partnership with an outside studio that Disney has ever done is with the Pan African Company. It's it's really important work that they're doing, and I think it's really special that. Disney Plus audiences next year are going to get to see how animation is, you know, created across the world. And Disney using their platform to amplify that is, is really important work. And the three gentlemen who run Kugali came out and spoke a little bit about their project. And you can tell that they just created this love letter to their culture, to Lagos, to the people and the, their way of life, their, their culture. It's it's really incredible. I think it's going to be really beautiful. It looks really Disney, which I, I dig too. And the other, the other thing yeah. too is, you know, they've done the same thing with star Wars visions, you know, partnering up with independent animators that do anime in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, pretty cool that they're doing it. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot in here to cover, but strange world looks good. We can talk about that when we break down here in a little bit. What was, what was the big takeaway for you from this, uh, this panel on day one? I think just the dedication to showing cultures and to hiring uh, diverse filmmakers and teams to create these new and upcoming projects is really important. And it's an initiative that they're taking a huge firm stand behind, which I think is really important, especially now. Um, we talked about it a little bit on Dining at Disney. It's really important for kids right now to see representation of themselves in the culture, the content that they uh, consume every day. And I think knowing that people like Barry Jenkins and Justin Simeon and the Kugali team are out there changing the world and girls who can see themselves in Hallie Bailey and um, Rachel Zegler it's really important work and it gives me hope that maybe we're going to see a lot of work being done by the company to just promote that diversity. And, you know, there's so many things coming out and we get inundated with content every day. That's not great. And seeing content that is great and that shows a faceted uh, slice of life outside of the, you know, Anglo American Western culture, it's going to be really important that those things get boosted up and having a company like Disney, Pixar, making them and making them well, I I think it will set the tone for the good content that's to come in the next five to ten years. The the world is ready for it. You know, we watch Squid Game on Netflix, you know, I mean, and that's just an example. We we watch all kinds of stuff, though, like from all over. We watch that uh, oh gosh, we watched a. We watched the horror movie that was in Latin American that, that was in in Spanish, which was awesome. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot a of Swedish. Uh, yes, we watch a lot of Swedish horror. You know, it's like there's a lot. Oh, yeah. the, the The world is ready, and 
there is a lot of people to be served. And that's a great thing about these streaming platforms is that no matter where you are, you you'll find something that you'll, you'll enjoy. And they're doing it. They're doing it with Disney. It's a global company. So why not? It's, it's great. Absolutely. I would, I would hope they would open more of their vault stuff globally to us here in the United States, because I think we, I don't care where you're, you're at. If you're a Disney plus subscriber, you should be able to get everything. <laughs> That's my thing without I having, agree. yeah, without having to use a VPN. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Day, day two, shall we get into that? Or did you get into some partying that you can't talk about on this, uh, this broadcast? Oh, no. Totally wiped after day one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we pushed through right into the three hour presentation from Lucasfilm, Marvel Studios, and 20th Century Studios. Uh, it was probably the longest presentation I sat through all weekend, uh, and I was dehydrated from just weeping tears yeah. of pure joy and excitement afterwards. Uh, we started the day. With Lucasfilm, of course, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was on hand to give some background of what, what Lucasfilm is working on and what they are hoping to do in the next few years. Um, Andor is coming. It's imminent. There's going to be 24 episodes. They're saying it's like Star Wars meets the Born Identity, which if that's real, I'm on board 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was great. They showed us some clips. It looks like they're having a lot of fun. Diego Luna gave some really, really incredible words in his native tongue, Spanish, to the Spanish-speaking audience in the room and across the world. And it was really, really lovely to see and start the day with that representation coming in strong, coming in hot with the film right off the top. It was great. It was really wonderful to see. Um, Willow, you know... If you ask me what I'm excited about in the next, like, three years to watch Willow, it would not have been at the top of my list. Let me tell you. <laughs> now it's at the top of my list. Wow. Oh, yeah. It looks incredible. Um, it looks like it's going to be so much fun. And leaning into that fantasy element right now, HBO has House of the Dragon, which I'm out on, no thanks. <laughs> Amazon Prime has Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power. Incredible, beautiful. Yes, please give us more. And now Disney Plus, Lucasfilm will have Willow. And I think it's going to be top tier. Warwick Davis is back as the title character. And he is just <laughs> a gift to this world. Yeah. He really, he's wonderful. Watching him uh, riff with his cast of incredible young people. And then, of course, Christian Slater who is joined the cast. It was, it was really wonderful to see uh, Disney plus on November 30th. That's coming. Time out. Uh, sec. When you're talking about Warwick Davis, which is great because he is a gift. I love, love, uh, I love the trailer for Willow. I think it's great that he's back in this world, bringing that fantasy genre um, to Disney plus, which is awesome with Lucasfilm. Um, I hope I hope they could find some way to pay homage to Val Kilmer Agreed. in some way because they did mm -hmm. it so well in Top Gun. <laughs> they did yeah. it so well in Top Gun. And, and, um, but anyway, 
I think it's great. Warwick Davis is great. Christian Slater is great. But I did, I did find it funny that they they introduced the the cast of the newcomers, the younger crew and cast, and they said, and and the the young cast. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I looked at the rest of the the other ones if they had any facial expression because of you know because they are older. <laughs> I just laughed because it's hilarious. But uh, I and, loved it. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Oh, of course, our king, Dave Filoni, came out to talk about Bad Batch Season 2, which we're all really excited about, I'm sure. Yes. Um, Dave, Dave is so wonderful. I just could listen to him talk for hours. Um, he also has a new series coming out, six animated shorts, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. It's going to be three episodes about Ahsoka Tano and three episodes about Count Dooku. Mm. Um, should be very interesting. I'm so looking uh, forward to that. I think that's uh, we we love. Obviously, we love Ashley Eckstein tremendously on the yes. show, and mm-hmm. so so good to uh, to hear that she's getting extra kind of Clone Wars esque animation added to the whole, you know, to what is canon. But then to see that they had someone kind of do the Christopher Lee voice and have. Dooku and share some of the original times when he was with the Jedi Order. Looks amazing. I can't wait. Yes, yes. And all of our favorites will be reprising their roles. Steve Bradley Baker, Matt Lanter, Ashley Epstein. Everybody's coming back to do voices uh, for those. I think they're going to be really fun. And then, speaking of Ahsoka, of course, because Ahsoka lives, Maloney showed a little bit of what they've been working on for the Ahsoka live action series starring Rosario Dawson. I am so excited for this series, you guys. Yeah. I got to talk when I was working Star Wars Celebration, I got to talk a little bit with the costume crew and the production design crew. And I, I think it's going to be really incredible. I can't wait to see what they do. I really, I want to hear the story that they're going to tell because I think they're going to tell it to the best of their ability. And those of us who love Ahsoka, who wish she was in the, the Star Wars main Skywalker saga, but, you know, didn't get that as much as we wanted it. I think this is going to make all of us really, really happy. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. They're going to be tackling some films sooner or later. I just know it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, to talk about Ahsoka, John Favreau had joined Filoni and, and Kennedy on stage. Uh, John Favreau is just, you know, he's a gift, but the, uh, skeleton crew, Star Wars skeleton crew is coming to Disney plus the way that they described how this came about, uh, made me very excited. Uh, apparently while working on some of the Spider-Man films, John Favreau mentioned to John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man movies, uh, you know, we love Star Wars. We'd love to have you come out. And John Watts said, I'll do you one better. I already wrote you a series. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I, that, that sounds exactly right. Uh, perfect. All, all of us nerds have already, we already know what we want and we're going to tell you what we want and then we're going to give it to you whether you like it or not. Um, but He's good, Wars, man. He's good, man. You know, it's like, uh, what do they say? Opportunity. What is it? Preparedness meets opportunity. You know, something like that. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I, you know, it just is one of those things where if you ever feel like you need to shut up about the thing that you're passionate about, don't shut up about it. That's right. Just don't. Don't shut up about it. You never know who's listening. True. Don't shut up about it. Keep being passionate. And I love it. (laughs) Um, But Skeleton Crew, it looks like it's going to be really fun about four kids who find themselves lost in the galaxy. And Jude Law is going to be starring in that series. And he was on hand to talk a little bit about it. So they couldn't tell us much. Um, It looks like it's going to be fun. Live action or animated? Live Live action. action. Live action. Live action. Interesting, Jude Law. Freaking A, man. It's going to be great. Awesome. Um, Of course, you know, my love among, just among love, LBY, they showed us season three of The Mandalorian, the trailer with executive producer Rick Samiwa and the whole cast of of misfits that are on (laughs) The Mandalorian. They're just wonderful humans. Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, Amy Sedaris, Giancarlo Esposito, and Emily Swallow were all on hand. And I got to tell you, season three of The Mandalorian looks crazy. Hey, Giancarlo Esposito has got every geek geekdom at its at, at his uh, beck and call. He really does. I he hand in everything, and when he, they're going to announce that he's going to play Professor X like any second, uh-huh. honestly. I, I just I, I will pass away. I will be deceived. I mean, he's been in every he's been everything. He's been in the boys. He's been in uh, Agents of Shield. He's been in the Mandalorian. He's been in everything, and and now he might even be in X Men. Perhaps who knows? Yeah. But uh, now looking forward to that. But speaking of you being dehydrated because of tears streaming, um, seems to me like Harrison Ford when he was uh, brought out couldn't hold back the tears. He was just overwhelmed with joy being there. The sheer amount of emotion in that room when that trailer for Indiana Jones played, the sheer amount. I, Jonathan Rice Daisy's voice started, this is how sensitive I am. I am highly sensitive. Jonathan Rice Daisy's voice started in that trailer. I gasped and then I started sobbing. <laughs> sobbing. I was like, oh my God, Sala's back. Jonathan Rice Davies, he's like, come on, he's Gimli, he's Treebeard, he's Sala. He was 17 different characters on Murder, She Wrote. He has the most, one of the most storied careers in Hollywood. And he's back to play this character, to close out this franchise, this chapter of the Indiana Jones saga with Harrison Ford, who was moved to tears by the standing ovation that he got in that room. Um, it was really magical it was wonderful and you know it's the last one the man's 80 years old he's not gonna fall down for us anymore and (laughs) i think you said it james mangold if he can do for harrison ford and indiana jones what he did for wolverine and hugh jackman in logan yeah if he i think it's going to be an incredible finale chapter to that story. Stevie Waller-Bridge, incredible. Steven Spielberg producing, incredible. George Lucas is involved, incredible. And of course, you know, Disney legend, actual legend, icon, John Williams, writing the score, possibly as we speak, because the man was working on it last weekend when I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be something to behold. I really think it's going to be something special. Oh, it's got to be. 
It's got to be. There's a yeah. When you're moved to tears like that, and Kristen, you found a quote here. You want to read that? Uh, let's see. It says Indiana Jones movies are about fantasy and mystery, but they're also about heart. I'm really, really happy that we have a really human story to tell, as well as a movie that will kick your butt. <laughs> That's right. That uh, like very subtle dig. I came them under Crystal Skull. A little bit. Like, like if you weren't aware of it, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. But if you know, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well. I think it's going to be really special. I do. I really do. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to bite my tongue, so I'll just leave it alone. Um, yeah. And also the Is fact that not- he, uh, the fact that he also said that he won't be falling down for you or anyone. Exactly. You know, there's, there is that, there is that. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, I also felt like, um, the Marvel moving into Marvel, by the way, um, it was just, it was just awesome. And I, I know that a lot of the steam was kind of let out due to the fact that, um, the big timeline reveal was all done at San Diego comic-con of the new slate of Marvel films. So the speculation starts and everybody, but I feel like geek fandom really blew things out of proportion, trying to set up things, trying to feel like they're scoopers. Like these are things planning to be released and announced regarding Marvel and star Wars. And they were kind of let down because of their own expectations versus what Disney was preparing to show for us. I agree. Um, I know that you know this about me, but for your listeners, I do not watch trailers. I don't watch trailers for Marvel movies. I try not to watch trailers for Star Wars projects. So this is a special circumstance for me. I had not seen anything that debuted at Comic-Con. I just read the news. That was it. And one of the things that I have, I always, this is a nitpicky thing for me because it's how I consume my content. But when people start to critique content based on their own speculation and on their own expectations rather than on the content that's actually created, I get very annoyed. Mm -hmm. If you want to rip apart something that you're watching that actually exists, by all means, rip it to shreds. Great. That's part of, art is subjective. Let's debate. I'm fine with it. Does that spaghetti mean spaghetti or is it a metaphor for the meaning of life? I don't know. You don't know. Let's talk about it. If you're going to come into something with an expectation or what you personally want and then break something into pieces because you didn't hear what you wanted to hear, and I would normally use some blue language in that phrase instead of mm-hmm. what I just said, yep. but I know you guys have a kitty-friendly audience. Um, <laughs> if you're going to do that, you are forgetting that content is made to, it's not made for you to say, oh, I wish that I could have had that. And it's fine if you do that, but that's not the way that you judge projects. Right. And when to my content, if the content becomes, oh, well, this happened, but I wish that they brought in the mutants or I wish that they hadn't, you know, spoiler alert, Professor X hadn't shown up. I wish, you know, I don't care. Your wishes and dreams, everybody's got one. Move on with your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we went and I personally went into this panel with no expectations. I knew that we had seen the timeline already. I knew that we'd gotten some reveals, but I think that's the thing that people forget. 
I think that the thing that nerd blogs and maybe even the the higher up news media, the Hollywood reporters and yep. the deadlines, yep. they forget that now Marvel and Star Wars are owned by Disney. They're not going to show the whole picture. They're going to show you part of the picture so that you come to this new thing, this second course, not full wanting more. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday. Yeah. We went in, we knew what was going to come, but then also, you know, there was some smatterings of casting rumors. There was a little armor wars wasn't talked about at Comic-Con. So it must be canceled discourse. All of that stuff was either completely revealed or completely shot down. And I appreciate Kevin Feige coming to that forum, that D23 audience of Disney and Marvel, Star Wars people, and just giving them everything they could have possibly wanted. And no, did we get X-Men? Of course we didn't get X-Men. Everyone calm down about X-Men, honestly. <laughs> hey, but what, what, I will say, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. What do you, I was going to say. I can't say, see your face, so I can't judge what you're going to say. No, ah. well, uh, first of all, <laughs> Rogers the Musical from Hawkeye in um, real life. is hilarious. Was freaking great. Like I would have loved to see it. Uh, we were watching a live feed, and and Kristen and I were looking. It's like, look at all those cell phones. <laughs> Everyone yeah. in the audience with their cell phone, uh, bringing out the cast of Wakanda Forever was great. Of course, you know Chadwick Boseman posthumously honored as a Disney legend the day before by his brother. Just super great. Winston Duke, isn't that his name? The, the oh really yeah, yeah, big, yeah, really yeah. Big dude. yeah. Winston Duke. He is huge, man. Of course, he's Winston standing. Winston Duke is enormous. He is just a big man. And sitting next to Letitia yeah. Wright, who plays Shuri, Shuri's already petite enough as, as it is. But uh, yeah. what I, I bet love... you I only come up to his waist then. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> hey, um, the other thing that was really great was the fact that they brought out uh, Tuna Huerta, who plays Namor. And dude, yeah. I am so psyched about Namor being in, in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, because he is like one of my favorite just arrogant x-men <laughs> you know what i mean and, and i know well there's been some discourse about the fact that like namor's supposed to be like the most handsome man on the face of the planet and technology is and i was like y'all are you looking at him that is a handsome man that's a handsome man like what's the problem here folks what is your deal what are you have you not seen the have you not seen the the trailers where he comes out out of the water i mean dude dude's, dude's packed and then you have and then you have um, what I appreciate too is uh, Ironheart. So um, in there, just the just knowing that uh, Parker Robbins is the hood, all automatically my mind goes places because I'm, you and I are both comic book people. So um, that's yes. that's pretty dope. Um, I'm so so excited, and you know, I think I do think Anthony Ramos is is going to be a good luck charm for them. I am a huge fan of his. I'm a huge fan of Dominique Thorne. I think Ironheart is going to be something really, really special, especially because Ryan Coogler is executive producing. Yes. And I feel like he can do no wrong. He is a talent for the ages. He makes incredible art. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. I he really understands. Am. He understands Marvel like Kevin. He understands characters. I love his work with, um, you know, with the Rocky franchise, with Creed. Yeah. And yes. I really love um you know, uh, everything he's done with Black Panther thus far. But, um, and there's a couple uh, other things. You mentioned Armor Wars. We'll just go ahead and get there. Uh, yes. I, 
I'm a Don Cheadle fan. Kristen is. And we're so happy that they decided to come and bring him out to talk about Armor Wars because um, we are huge fans. Yeah, that was I, probably the best recast. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best recasts I've seen for anything yeah. is when yeah. they changed who played that character. There you go. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> That's it's perfect. Right. I love it. It's great. But no, you know, John, Don Cheadle came out to talk about Secret Invasion and to talk about Armor Wars. And I kind of knew that they were saving Armor Wars for Disney, for D23, and for that D23 Expo audience. Um, Don Cheadle, not only is he, of course, a founding member of the Avengers, an incredible actor, he's a busy man. Yeah. He's a busy man. And honestly, I don't blame him for not wanting to be at San Diego Comic-Con because it's busy. Yeah. It's busy. It's a lot. And coming to D23, like popping into Anaheim and being down there from the airport, popping in, doing his thing, saying hello, taking a picture, seeing his kids, and then peacing out, that's what I would have done too. Honestly, come on. Oh, I yeah. knew they weren't going to cancel the project because Cheadle is, he came in, he changed that role, he made it so important to the fans. Rhodey is such an important character, and I think giving him not only his own show, Armor Wars, of course, which they haven't really started working on yet, but making him an integral part of Secret Invasion with Samuel Jackson and Colby Smulders, it, he deserves it, first of all, but we deserve it because that character, he's been through so much, and getting to see him shine on his own outside of the Tony Stark bubble is going to be a real gift. Don Cheadle is an incredible actor, and I think it's gonna he's going to make some changes to the way that we look at Marvel properties. It's going to be, you know, award-winning type of acting performances. I really honestly believe that. I uh, 100%. Don, Don is the man. And uh, mm-hmm. um, speaking of hopping on a plane and piecing out, uh, you had the team of Loki season two come in really quickly. And Okay, can we stop? I can stop you for just one second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was Kwan. When that man oh. makes a comeback, he makes a comeback. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, for those of you not in the know, I am a huge Goonies fan. Goonies never say Who die. Uh, Indiana Jones as well. Kihai Kwan had been uh, Data in the Goonies, my favorite character, and Short Round mm-hmm. in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And to have him be reunited backstage with Harrison Ford after 30 plus years was amazing to see. But then to have him be part of Loki season two, like I was gobsmacked. Like, what is this? It's incredible. Incredible. Did you know about this? I had no idea. I had no idea. And honestly, he walked out on stage and, you know, it's a room full of Marvel fans. So of course everyone went completely banana balls for Tom Hiddleston. But he, he he talked and he had to stop talking because people were cheering so loud for him. Yeah. It just, it's so moving. He was such, it's so impactful to all of us in our childhood from Goonies, Indiana Jones. And then he just decided he wanted to go live his life. And now he's an adult. He's an actor. He has a family. He has an education that he, he doesn't need to act if he doesn't want to. And now he's taking these incredible projects like everything, everywhere, all at once. This 
Loki season two. And also, I don't. We're going to talk about this in a second, but he has this, another series coming to Disney Plus, yeah. American Born to East with the Queen Michelle Yeoh. I love so, it. Yeah, yeah it's a, comeback is real for yeah. Kwan. Kwan. Real. Yeah, talk about comeback king. He is the comeback king. He's the bell of the ball. Seriously. He's all that. Seriously. He's all Seriously. that. Uh, I know we need a motor. I know we. I know we need a motor. Um, but yes. uh, look at Fantastic Four. Right. Which oh no no, it's all of us just uh, geeking out here because there's so much to cover. Fantastic Four with Matt Shackman directing every episode of Wandavision, which was a feat, of course, during this pandemic. But uh, we're glad to see him kind of doing it. I love the fact that the Echo series, you know, was there. Of course, you know, uh, every the entire cast um, was there. And yeah. uh, uh, it was great to see also Daredevil Born Again with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio sharing the stage together. Oof. But then, I, yeah, go ahead. Charlie's a gift. No, <laughs> Charlie is a gift. He's to us all. He really is. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he great? It's, it's great to see everybody together. But then you yeah. have uh, Captain America, New World Order. And to see the entire cast looks like it's expanding in great ways and talking about uh, Anthony Mackie, who's got the tremendous burden, and I know he's gonna he's gonna soar. Uh, you see what I did there um, in this Captain America: New World Order with uh, you know, with um, uh, Danny Marie- Ramirez, uh, who's going to be playing, um, I guess, the new Falcon, right? I they haven't announced it. They haven't announced it, but mark my words, you can note it today, September eleventh, twenty twenty two. Danny Ramirez, Joaquin Torres will be the new Falcon. Uh, and also, I'm going to say it right now. You can come for me if you want to, but the inclusion of Isaiah Bradley, Carl Lumley, and the incredible, incomparable Carl Lumley in this film almost guarantees that we'll be getting a Young Avengers series or film following the 2024 release of this movie. Uh, Eli Bradley, Isaiah Bradley's grandson, plays uh, one of the Young Avengers, and I think including him in this cast pretty much guarantees we're getting it. Uh, uh, yeah. And then also, Tim Blake Nelson coming back as the leader. I have so many questions. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the sheer amount of, of biceps that were on the stage. Oh, no doubt. Uh, there was a lot of them. Except for except for Tim Blake Nelson, who is, you know, in and of himself, he's, he's going to have the big brains. He's the leader. You yeah. know, and it's funny yeah. uh, how Kevin Feige had said, um, hey, uh, you know, 15 years later, we're going to make good on our promise of you being in the sequel as the villain because they set it up in the Ed Norton version of The Incredible Hulk early on in the MCU with, the uh, yeah. you know, the, the gamma blood leaking into his head into an open wound, of course, much like She-Hulk. And then here yeah. he comes, you know. So, yeah, that's going to be great. Um, last but not least. Uh, well, not last but not least, or two things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into uh, the Marvels first because apparently, um, which is awesome because we we love Miss Marvel, we love Photon, right. we love you know we love Captain Marvel. It's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be funny. I heard. Were they yucking it up? Did, did they show? Did they show some footage for you? Because I think they went they went it's to black. Up. Yeah, they showed a teaser, and it was. It looks like it's going to be really fun. It looks like they're having a great time. The three of them together with Nia, Nia Zacosta, she is an incredible artist, an incredible director, and I think that the three of them are having a great time together. But not only that, one of the most important parts of Miss Marvel, the series, was Kamala's family, and it looks like every single one of those people are included in this film, which is oh. super special. 
Um, I'm really excited to see what they do and how not only Miss Kamala Khan interacts with Photon and Captain Marvel, but I'm interested to see how Captain Marvel and Photon and Nick Fury interact with Kamala Khan's family. It's going to be really special, and it looks like it's going to be very funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Definitely looking forward to that. But last but not least, um, we did skip over this because I thought this was a great reveal because they did give us what we wanted, a, a team, the anti-hero team, and there was a few surprises with the Thunderbolts. This is a project that um, I would say to non-initiated Marvel fans is kind of like the Suicide Squad, the anti-hero squad. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, you want to run down the reveals of who all is on this team? Yes, and it made me so incredibly happy to see that they made this announcement. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, playing Contessa Valentina, is the leader of the Thunderbolts. Uh, David Harbour is returning as Red Guardian. Yes. Hannah Johnson as Ghost, who we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Sebastian Stan, National Treasure Sebastian Stan, will be reprising his role as James Bucky Barnes, plus the Winter Soldier. And Olga Kurylenko will be back to play the Taskmaster. Um, Florence Pugh will also be reprising her role as Yelena Belova, who we love. And love then, it. of course, Wyatt Russell, who we don't want to talk about as uh, <laughs> Walker, U.S. agent, Costco, Captain America. I know, I know. Um, that's that's your that's your that's your anti-cap. Sorry, sorry, cat. Okay, he came out on stage and was like, "I'm the most boring character in this movie." Okay, thanks, goodbye. And I was like, "Dude." Pretend like you want to be here. They're at least writing you like a fat check. <laughs> it was really lame. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then David Harbour just like danced around the stage for five minutes straight, which, you know, was great. Just overall. I think he, I think, um, I think why Russell's just kind of playing it down because uh, I, I don't know. I think he's trying to play it down. I don't, I don't know what I he's, don't, I don't know what his deal he, is because, because honestly, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I don't know if it's because I already don't like that character, but like his attitude to me felt really off. His body language is weird on stage. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but you know, we wish him the best. Who is this? <laughs> Wyatt Russell. Kristen had oh. to step out for a second. But you know, I think that's that's out of all those characters, I think he's the one that people um probably have the biggest like I I totally am not down with your character. Because everyone has kind of been re- uh, revealed to kind of get help in some way, shape, form, or fashion, except for maybe Taskmaster. Okay, but but anyway, I digress. Um, it's nice to see the reveal of all the anti heroes, and of course Florence Pugh too, because she is like she's the best. We love her. Yeah. Um, Incredible. La- last but not least, and I said that uh, like three times already. Um, Avatar. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Avatar's can I just say Avatar's Avatar? Okay. Um, I I don't understand what's happening with Avatar. I don't understand it. I I want to. I hope that they're successful. I really do. They showed twenty minutes of this movie to the crowd. Oh, really? They passed out. They passed out three D glasses, and they put curtains down between the screens in the hall to make it like as movie theater like as possible. And they showed them 20 minutes. I, this is not my suggestion to you to not see this movie. Please do not come for me. 20th century studios. I feel like I do not need to see this movie now. I feel like I know what happens and that's it. 
Okay. Is it gorgeous? Sure. It's beautiful. <laughs> what is it about? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you for one minute what it's about. No idea. Um, I'm not a fan <laughs> of Avatar. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. It's, it's like, like Kat said, it's, it's beautiful, but that's all I can say for it. It is slow that's and it. boring. And why is it, you know, the first one's like three hours long. I can find way better ways to spend three hours of my time than to sit there and watch something that's just really pretty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the goal is outside of like making money and like improving the technology. And if that's <laughs> what the goal is, like still like make some money. Great. Improve the technology. Awesome. Love it. Love that for you, James Cameron. I don't know what's going on. I just, I'm not a fan of James Cameron's stuff. It's just long, slow, and boring to me. I'm so, I'm sorry <laughs> for anybody who loves James Cameron and his work, but I just, yeah. for, somebody did, did with AD, if, did, for somebody with ADHD, it is very, like, James Cameron's work is not for them. Wait, wait, did you it's peek rough. at, like, Terminator 2? Is that what you're saying? No, I just, none <laughs> of his work I have been about. I, I'm very I bored by it. it. And that's why I love Marvel so much because Kevin Feige can get these movies together and they're like really, really long and I'm not bored out of my mind. There you go. I well, don't check my watch. So that's, that's a, a nod to Kevin Feige. There you go. There we go. Um, <laughs> last, uh, last but not uh, least, do, yeah. do you want to, do you want to just bounce into day three today? Let's, Briefly okay. talk about it because we will talk all about the Disney Park stuff on Dining at Disney. Well, yeah, I know that, but okay. we we have a little bit of crossover. That's we, why I said we can talk about briefly. Yeah. Okay, some yeah. some highlights. Um, you want to talk about some highlights for you? I just want to mention um, from the Disney branded television because they were so nice to invite us to their um, their presentation. Oh they yeah. Showed some really, they showed us some really incredible stuff and. I just want to comment because I don't know if people watch this live, but if you get a chance to go back and watch it live, uh, John Stamos came out to talk about Big Shot season two, which comes out on October 12th um, on Disney Plus, all episodes. But he uh, used his time to make a really heartfelt tribute to late great Bob Saget and his memory and felt that it was really, really beautiful and Selfless, you know, we're all here. We all subscribe to Disney Plus. Everybody knows that he has a series and probably are going to watch it. But he gave that time that could have been spent, you know, promoting his own show to talk about cherishing family and telling the people that you love, you love them. And I thought it was really beautiful. And, um, you know, R.I.P. Bob Saget, you know, you, you were a, a very talented comedian. And it's very obvious that your friends and family miss you and love you. So I just want to put that out there but let's get right on to day three this morning uh bright and early we started the day with the disney park panel it was great it was incredible <laughs> it was wonderful they told us so many things i'm very upset about animal kingdom <laughs> <laughs> okay do we want to just dive into this <laughs> yeah let's dive into it because I, I i i love watching the comments in the chat because you have a bunch of what I would say normies. Okay. Because they're casual Disney fans. They're looking for Marvel information or whatever. 
and the chat was just super hot as always. Like, you know, this is yeah. boring or this is horrible. You know, we're not interested in the proud family or uh, Percy Jackson. We're not interested in any of that. We're just you interested know, in. I'm excited <laughs> about Percy Jackson. I'm excited about all the stuff that, that Kat is going to talk um, about on your show, but it's so cute. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Or, you know, you know, the, but um, Devil Dinosaur is going to be great and another series that our little girl is going to love. But I, you know, looking at what's going on with Animal Kingdom, they are going to be renovating Dino Land. And renovating? Re- renovating? Well, re- 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 redoing everything about it. <laughs> Reimagining. It. Demolishing. Starting over. <laughs> yeah, they're starting over. They're starting from scratch. So, I, so, I don't know. Uh, what, so what is, what is your, what is your beef with it? I think that Dino Land at Animal Kingdom had so much potential. I really, I really do stand behind the fact that when it started out and they wanted it to be about paleontology and, you know, outside of like the, the carnival aspect of it, I thought that was really important because, you know, we need to look back to be able to look forward and teaching little kids about, you know, dinosaurs, whatever. It's important work and everyone should be, if they can make it fun, that's great. Natural history museums do it across the world. Taking it apart and replacing it with Zootopia feels, I'm, I'm really sorry, you guys. It feels cheap. It really does. It feels cheap. Yeah. Africa, Africa is a real place. Asia is a real place. Zootopia? That's where we're going to go? Well, Zootopia? Pandora? I, felt, I already have a problem with Pandora. Pandora is okay. beautiful. I, don't, I still don't think it belongs there. I, I agree. I agree, I agree yeah. 100%. It's gorgeous. They did a really important work there, and it's all beautiful. I don't think it belongs. I don't think it belongs in that setting, and I feel the same way about adding Zootopia and Moana to this park. It's I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, that really jeered about it. Um, why, I, why not add, because you've got already Africa and Asia. Why not add another continent like South America? Oh, well, they could do a lot of things. And uh, that's there. There's so many things they could be doing. That, that I would have liked to have seen. Dropping IP into that space. Yeah, that's the 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 I, the intellectual properties creeping in, and it's unstoppable. We can't stop it. I, and I know we've been talking about it for years here on our our podcast about how they need to monetize and all these characters that they own and these intellectual properties. But yeah, it's disappointing because I love dinosaurs. Kids love dinosaurs. I think yeah. I think that doing something. There, you are you telling me that there are not enough dinosaur Disney properties that can't make that whole dino area more palatable and having awesome experiences? You know, you made a whole thing uh, with Lightstorm and James Cameron with Pandora about the scientific pursuit of 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 these uh, these uh, fictional beings and creatures and you don't mean that you can't tell me that you can't find any intellectual properties to leverage to have an outstanding experience with dinosaurs and uh, paleontology and all the other things that you know with national geographic like you couldn't do anything with that no 
Geographic is the right answer here. National Geographic is the right answer. They could have fit National Geographic into this space 100%. There you go. You see, but I mean, because yeah. It's about IP. It's, a, it's always going to be about IP. It's going to be about the draw of IP. And I understand that as a business model, but. Oh, it doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, you, you, you can, you can do, you can have characters roam around and still represent because it is, you know, of course it's not a zoo, but you could have Zootopia characters just like you had been before and have different, different meet and greets and things like that, that make sense. But you can't tell me that you can't leverage another tile on Disney plus to, to, to leverage that whole area for a complete redo um, to make it more relevant and fresh and technologically advanced. You know, but um, I feel you. I feel you. But that's not the only thing. No, no, no. There is so much coming to the Disney parks across the world. First and foremost, Happily Ever After is coming back to the Magic Kingdom, which I know everybody wanted to hear. I feel like the Internet manifested that. (laughs) Everybody was, nobody likes Enchanted. Sorry, Enchanted. You know, great. Good for you. Nobody likes you. Happily Ever After is coming back. New animations, new projections, super excited about it. I think it's going to be great. It was a missed opportunity to get rid of it. Bringing it back is the right call. Absolutely. Right. Jordan Fisher, you're kidding. Harmonious is going away too. Harmonious is going away. The energy in this room when Happily Ever After was announced and then they said they were getting rid of Harmonious was so high. <laughs> no chanted. Nobody likes Harmonious. Okay, so I know, I do know one person. Dumb. I know the one person that likes Harmonious. I haven't seen it because just like you don't watch um, trailers. trailers, I don't watch videos of attractions or shows or anything like that when it comes yeah. to any, whether it be an amusement park or a theme park, because yeah. I feel like it ruins it for me. So I have sure. not seen the videos of it. And the one person I know who likes it, is my friend Natalie, who I used to do a show with, <laughs> Castaway Midday. She she loves it. She said her favorite part is with Merida. Oh, there you go. Good. Well, you know, it's on Disney Plus. She can watch it whatever she wants. Get it out of the Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> it's better uh, on Disney Plus. Oh Lord. Anyway, what what else? What else? Oh, okay. So. Hulk is coming to Avengers Campus at Disneyland Resort. Love it, finally. It's going to be really incredible. Uh, They had a lot of um, people in the Imagineering booth on the floor talking about how they make exoskeletons and silk costumes. And I was like, why are we talking about exoskeletons? And then as soon as they started talking about the Hulk, I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I, I remember I remember them testing that going, Well, that's gonna be Sully and Hulk and Wreck It Ralph and everybody else that's huge. Yeah, we, yeah I remember around. we talked about that. And uh I can't I can't wait. Um yeah. you know, so it, it's about time they did that because the Transformers happened over their Universal and it's not perfect, but it's fun. And um now I I think they've they're much, much closer with the Incredible Hulk in this this uh this go round. Because I know what goes into putting together a Transformer at Universal Studios, I'm going to patently agree, disagree with you about how fun they are. But <laughs> I agree, it's about time. Oh, by the way, Thanos. We, yeah, we. I know we're going to talk about Thanos. that at some, po- at 
some point. So uh, you want to talk about Thanos? King Thanos and the multiverse adventure at Disneyland at Avengers Campus is coming. We don't have a date yet, but it's uh, impending, definitely. I think it's going to be really cool. They definitely need a third attraction over there. Yeah. They need it, so we're going to get it, and I think it's going to be really fun. Um, Also, of course, you know, because John Favreau and Kevin Feige have nothing better to do than come and talk to people at E23 Expo. Uh, They were back, both of them on stage, but uh, Favreau came out to talk about how the Mandalorian and LBY, Lil Baby Yoda forever, are going to be making appearances at the Disneyland Resort starting, I think, in mid-November, he said. Uh, so yeah. if you want to meet Baby Yoda in person and see his little little peach fuzz hairs on his little stupid head, he'll be at Disneyland in Anaheim uh, imminently, which means I'm sure he'll be at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World shortly after that. God, I, can't, I can't wait. You know, they're they're holding back on us because we knew about this for a while. It's nice to, to have them trot out the Mandalorian and Grogu and have them just you know, interact and you get to see the little puppet and everything, the animatronic move and everything. That's great. We got to have yeah. more of those characters because the thing about Walt Disney world is we don't have any of the fun stuff that adventures campus has. All we have is this tired rundown place next door, um, called superhero Island. And, uh, it's not Disney. So we, we, we got to get more, you know, we've got guardians. We need more, we need more Marvel. And now that, I think and I- now that, and now, and now that the, my understanding is, is that, uh, Six Flags may be going under, which is very bad. It's very sad. But but, it, but the DC Universe license will probably end up eroding and going going away, which means they can finally get DC heroes over at Universal where they belong and have Marvel completely come yeah. over to Walt Disney World, right? Definitely. I also think that's a little bit why the Dino Land thing is going away because Epic Universal over at Universal, I think it's going to have some more Jurassic Park stuff in it. They are. So beer- Away from Dino Land in Animal Kingdom to let Jurassic Park take over at Universal and then adding more Disney IP at Animal Kingdom. It makes sense. It all is in the business model. But yeah, I, I would love to see more uh, Marvel at Walt Disney World. And I think they said that Hulk was only going to be here on the West Coast for a limited amount of time. So I think he'll probably start making appearances in Paris mm-hmm. first. Yep. And then. I think you'll probably see him over there at Walt Disney World, uh, maybe by next summer. You know, conservatively. Let's hope I so. think it would be nice if we got a fifth gate, all about Marvel. <laughs> Just saying. Sure, I, I want I want it all. That's that's my uh, wishful yeah. thinking right yeah, there. I, 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 I want it all. Yes. I, um, yeah. you know what else? San Francisco coming yes. to plan. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. So I didn't know about this uh, either. This came to me and apparently a lot of people there, uh, you know, watching their in attendance at the expo that Pacific Wharf is turning over to San Francisco and it looked amazing. It looks incredible. It looks beautiful. I think it's the right call. I really do. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's a great, uh, uh, oh my God, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, it works great. I Trans- transitional. It's a great transitional uh, <laughs> element, but between Pixar Pier and Cars Land, I think it's it's going to be a really nice transition. 
And it's got to mean, I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on with Baymax here on Disney Plus with these these animated series. But it makes me believe that there is going to be a Big Hero 6 film in the works, a sequel. It's got to be. There's enough comics to back it up. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. That's great. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Now, I know what? that um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be going over there at Disneyland Park with uh, Toontown with updates there. They showed, um, oh, what was it? Uh, they showed Donald and Goofy's uh, Donald's Donald's uh, ship just hanging out there at Disneyland. Is that right? Yes, they did. They did. I know a lot of people were afraid that they were going to start uh, tearing down some of the other residents' homes there at Toontown, but it looks like they will be refurbishing Donald's lovely little boat and and Goofy will be getting a place area, a play area for little kids aimed at preschoolers. And then, of course, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which will be living inside of the El Cappy Toon Theater, <laughs> El Cappy Pam Theater here in Los Angeles. I think it's going to be really cute. Um, it's beautiful. It looks great. I posted some photos of the model on the Dining at Disney uh, Instagram. So if you want to see those model photos, they're all there. Couple other things to mention here stateside, which I think are very noteworthy, is Tiana's Bayou Adventure. We finally have a date, finally, for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, I really, I really like what they're doing with this because it looks amazing at night. It's one thing I, I wish Splash Mountain did have was this really cool kind of newness and 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 nighttime experience. It just looks super dark over there all the yeah. time and now it won't be no it's going to be beautiful i think uh, it, the way they show that they're how they're using mist and fog to create watercolor patterns and the way that it looks it's going to look lit up i it's going to look like a mardi gras float it's going to be great i'm super excited that the voice cast is returning aniko noni rose bruno campos michael leon Wooly, and the queen herself jennifer lewis is mama odie uh it's going to be really interesting and they're sh- they're going to introduce some new characters this, I don't ride Splash Mountain just as a general thing. I don't like it. I don't like to be damp in the theme park <laughs> generally. Right. Um, but it's with a restaurant, which we know I love. I love restaurants. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the restaurant. And I want to see everything, Tiana's Palace. And it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited. And it looks like they're doing a lot of work to keep it authentic to New Orleans, working with the, the granddaughter of, uh, oh my God, the owner of Vicky Chase in New Orleans, yes. who he's based off of. Yes. So it, they're keeping it authentic. They're doing the work. They're putting in the hours. And I'm excited to see what they come up with. Same here. Um, so Tron Light Cycle Run will be opening 2023. That's good. And like I said, I think, I think, a lot of people that wanted more from the Disney parks panel here, stateside Disneyland, Walt Disney world. You have to remember that we spent two plus years um, with, with the pandemic happening and a lot of things had shifted and a lot of things that were announced in 2019 should have already came to fruition, but because the parks weren't, you know, around for a good year and a half, um, they're Mm -hmm. just now getting their feet underneath them and restarting projects. And a lot of them are going to be changing and morphing 
So uh, I know some of it will be vaporware, but uh, do you give them a pass, Kat, Kristen? I mean, is this is this par for the course? Do you think there should be more understanding on the on behalf of the fans uh, from Disney? You know, okay, so I feel like the announcements are the same as the way they always are. It's just people have forgotten that Disney has a habit of telling you, like, this is what's coming. And then at the next D23, they're telling you about giving you details about that thing that they told you about at the previous D23. And then there's the mention of the possible things that may come. Like these these beautiful ideas we have. We don't know what's going to happen, but these are these beautiful ideas, things that we're planning to do. What'd you think about that cat? The blue sky. I feel like that's always how it is. I don't know about that blue sky. I don't know. I, I don't see any of it happening anytime soon. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we've been how long talking about Villainous Kingdom? How long have we been talking about it? 20 years? Yeah. We still haven't seen it. I think that we're more likely to get Coco and Encanto. I think we're more likely to get Coco at Epcot mm-hmm. before we see it grow. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, (laughs) just beyond Thunder Mountain. That's what they were saying. They're like, "What is on the other side of Big Thunder Mountain?" And I was like, three office buildings and a car park. What are we doing?" I was was going to say, "What is beyond Big Thunder Mountain?" Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of emptiness right now. Yeah, and it definitely could be great to see that expand because, well, let's face it, right now. Um, the parks are too super stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on there and it would be great. You know, instead of having another gate, um, everybody's like, well, how about refurbishing all of the other stuff? And I said, yeah, refurbishments are great. Cleaning up is great, but they want the new and shiny. That's where they're going to invest their money in. And there's a lot of stuff that's broken and wrecked and they're going to need to bowl it down and build fresh. Yeah. Cause they don't do the refurbishments like they used to do. No. 10, 15 years ago of where in the fall, a lot of things got shut down because they would be repainted and things fixed and updates done to them. And they don't, they don't, they no. don't, they, don't, they definitely not at Walt Disney world anyway. Um, no, the thing that they glazed over without talking about like at all that I was really surprised about was Tomorrowland. They didn't talk about Tomorrowland in either park outside of the Tron life cycle. And, they were just like, oh, yeah, during the refurbishment, blah, 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 blah. Like, no mention of what it might look like, what it might entail, what the color scheme might, it's nothing. And I was really shocked by the lack of Tomorrowland information. What are they going to do with Stitch's Great Escape? They're, they're going to, I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to wait till the, they're going to wait till the very last minute to do anything that, that touches that because there's so many people that go through there. So. It doesn't get, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of of stuff there. I can't wait to open this up for more discussion. Um, I will say that, yes, uh, I can't, I I can't wait to see the final end of, of Epcot to see what is actually will happen to Epcot because I, I, I don't want to set my hopes up too high, but man, they just keep digging their hole deeper and deeper. You know, that's the way I feel about it. I don't know. The Tafiti statue that's coming for Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, 
looks beautiful. I hope they can follow through on making it just as nice as it is small as it is big. Um, Figment coming to the park. As much as I know, we all love Figment. I love Figment. Figgy Smalls, Notorious FIP. We love him. I don't understand what the point is. It, they're, um, I, it's called filler. Yeah, it's really I love called that. filler because what it's I said. Fan service. Yeah, it's fan service. You know, just say Figment and people will, will cheer. They hope you'll forget about the rest. You know, right? So they, yeah. they play that smoke and mirrors tactic and say that this is what they have. And look, it's not bad. Josh tomorrow and his team are doing great things. But once again, I think the, the issue is here we come out of this, this horrible situation that the world was in and they're picking up the pieces, trying to figure it out. That's why I give them a pass. Um, I will give Disney a pass because right now with a new cruise ship that they just announced as well, trying to squeeze that little announcement in there with the treasure, the Aladdin themed ship is going to be great adding to the fleet. Um, there's a lot of really positive things I can say. And I will also say that stage performances, presentations overall, everything that I've seen and read about it was great. I wish I could have been there. I know Kristen wishes we could have been there. Kat, um, any final thoughts on Disney parks and D23 in general? Um, D23 Expo is one of my favorite conventions. I had a lot of fun this weekend. I got to see a lot of really cool stuff. I got to talk to a lot of really interesting people and learn a lot of interesting things. I will say that they truly went out of their way to put on a show for the Disney audience at D23 Expo this year. In the past, we've seen many musical performances. This year, they pulled out all the stops. Musical performances, dance performances. At every corner, there was a musical performance. And I'm not sure if it was a lot of dance hands to get us to look away from the things that are not finished yet. And if they were, then that's fine. But I had a great time. I hope everyone else that was there had a great time. I hope everyone stays safe. And I hope that even with the bad things that, you know, not bad, but with the not so great things that we've talked about here today and that we heard today and this weekend, I hope that we can focus on the positives and the incredible things that they're doing as far as technology and content creation and giving us a place to go and when we can get reservations to <laughs> celebrate together. Uh, I think Disney 100 100 years of, of wonder is going to be uh, a real undertaking. And I can't wait to see how they flush out the things that are still a little messy. <laughs> messy is what I'm going to use. I like that term. I know that you and Kristen are going to be delving further as it pertains to more of the parks and food and restaurants at the Dining at Disney podcast that's going to be taking place. You have a new episode launching on Monday, as you always do, but also Thursday, um, mm -hmm. which uh, we'll be talking more about the D23 Expo. Uh, while we still have you, Kat, here, thank you so much. I know that people love the fact that you're on this show, as well as Dining at Disney and your own podcast, Eat the Pictures. Um, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Of course. You can find me on Instagram at Catastrophe at C-A-T underscore A-S-T-R-O-P-E-T or on my little show, Eat the Pictures, where we talk about food and films. We'll be back soon with some Spider-Man content coming to you and your feed. 
very soon. Uh, at, and of course, on Dining at Disney twice a week with the lovely Kristen and our favorite Bubba, and of course, someone we're all thankful for, producer Aljon. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. We appreciate it. Have a great night. Thank you for having me, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kat. All right. Okay. Well, we love Kat, don't we? Yes, we do. Isn't it great? Any final thoughts on the D23 coverage? Because this was a major XXXL show. It was huge. I know. This is like two shows in one. I know. Um, only, and by the way, if you're listening um, to us on Sorcerer Radio, you're only going to hear the park segment of this show. So it's going to be cut drastically. Listen to the show archive there at the Disney list for not only this live video, but also the entire audio. As my cat decides to totally destroy, hey. he totally destroyed that. I think hey. he totally destroyed that coffee mug. Hey, cat of thunder, get down. Oh, my Lord. My cat is ruining my, my studio. Okay. Go ahead. Tell everybody where they can find you, and you can go start feeding him. <laughs> they can find me at diningatdisney.com. On all social media platforms, just look for, for Dining at Disney. And as Cat says said we will be talking more about the d23 expo and everything coming to the parks including the new disney treasure i love it thanks everybody for watching this show on all your social medias facebook twitter instagram as well as everybody in the chat we love you thank you so much for the show show archive there in the show notes uh there where you can find the Disney list, every single podcast platform, also Source of Radio at srsounds.com, Source of Radio Disney Fun Zone, which is the group. We also have a group as well there, Disney List. Uh, we love you. We thank you so much for joining us on this XXL show. The D23 Expo reveals highlights and roundup. My name's Al John. And I'm Kristen. And we'll, we'll see you real soon. soon. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth.